4: What up with your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Wars Radio? Mm, 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 mm. And the Doug Gottlieb show broadcasts live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended stallers. Tirerack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Mm, mm. Whew. Uh, We got some NBA stuff, you know, tonight. Big, big NBA night tonight. Clippers at home against the Rockets, right? You got Westbrook and Harden going against the Rockets. Westbrook coming off the bench. Lakers on the road against Portland. Uh, Premier game of the night, I would think. You'd have to go uh, Philadelphia taking on Atlanta, you know, right? And Philadelphia, that I think has been surprising how good they've been. Going against an Atlanta team that's it been okay. You know, lost three out of five. Just lost at home to the Knicks. Now after a day off, Trey Young didn't play particularly well in that game. Now they got the 76ers. That one's going to be fun. College Hoops very much uh, very much going on. We got some of these tournaments taking place. So Oklahoma State, Myel and going are going to play here in 28 minutes. So get a chance to see them. We, we got picks for you upcoming as well. Chris Felica is going to join us. He of course is a gambling expert on Big Noon Kickoff. He'll be our guest. He'll give us his five college picks of the weekend. We'll go through all the big games and I got my five for five coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb show. All the things that you want uh, want to all the games that you want to know who to bet on. I got you. But let's start with the news of the day. News of the day is that the Bengals Okay, I won't have Joe Burrow for the rest of the year. He's out, wrist injury, and Mark Andrews also out rest of the year. Uh, the quick takeaway is Bengals aren't making the playoffs without Joe Burrow, and I don't think the Ravens are going to a Super Bowl without Mark Andrews. Okay, the Ravens still make the playoffs. Yes, they still to win their division. Likely yes, because as much as they're without their quarterback, the Bengals without the quarterback, so too is one. They they got enough space even with a difficult schedule, they got enough space between them and everybody else. And the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson. They're not DTR is not, they're not leapfrogging the Bengals leapfrogging the Ravens and the Steelers. I mean, I I don't even know if Kenny Pickett is their long-term solution at quarterback. So Ravens are fine as far as winning the division likely and going to the playoffs. Not fine in terms of winning a Bowl. Not times. And then for the Bengals, Right, I Dan, you asked a great question of psychic me last hour. And it is a, like, is their championship window closed because now Joe Burrow comes in their new contract? And you're like, well, how does that change things? And I think what Dan is alluding to is like, look at the Chiefs. As great as they've been, that roster is far different now because you're paying Pat Mahomes.
5: Their defense, too, has also pretty much been intact from the Super Bowl year. They lost Jesse Bates. Yvonne Bell's no longer there. But that starting defense, I think they had eight or nine of the starters from that Super Bowl team two years ago still on their defense. Uh, Those things change as well. Joe Mixon is a guy where we didn't even know if he was going to be back in Cincinnati this season. He ended up coming back and playing for them. But you would have to think that his future, just based on how running backs are handled in the NFL, he's not likely to be there. In addition to everything that you just mentioned, Burrough's contract kicking in, you got to pay Jamar chase somebody's going to have to pay T Higgins yeah, this is the the first window of the Joe Burrow era in Cincinnati is likely coming to an end, and it's now how you adjust or pivot from that hmm hmm
4: um, speaking of adjust and and pivot um. I, I I did want to at least spend just a moment talking about the Carissa Thompson stuff. We talked about it yesterday. Talked about it yesterday. First, let me play for you. This is Carissa Thompson on the Pardon My Take podcast, admitting she didn't always talk to the coach before giving the post-halftime what the coach said update.
6: And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up. Because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it just make up the report.
4: Um so buyer, let's kind of reset for people when you heard that, what did you think?
5: I didn't think that it was as big of a deal as people were making it out to be. I don't think that she was putting the words in the coach's mouths. I don't think that they she's outright lying to the to the audience. I don't feel that the audience should feel like they were they were lied to and they were ripped off i did I did not think it was as a big of a deal as others have on social media um i agree with you
4: um she also you know there's a couple things this is funny right um the first thing is you knew all the talons would come out from all the sideline reporters when she said that because sideline reporters are very very defensive about their craft because everyone thinks they can do it I mean, who doesn't think they go, Coach, what do you think the first half? Coach, what are you going to do in the second half? Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, right? There's a lot more to it, but they're very defensive. And there are people who, in broadcasting, there's executives that they don't see their value. And so you say, like, like she made it up. and So the first thing is I knew that was coming. The second thing is, here's the problem when you have – when you're on – Various networks. Now, I'll just again, I told my story about doing Sideline. I'll tell you one other story. Okay. The famous or infamous White Man's Perspective line, which was a butchered line. um, I had actually been on CBS radio like 20 minutes before that broadcast. And I told Brian Jones, who does halftime, he used to co host a a show after mine. And I kind of used the line I wanted to use like, yeah, man, I'm just basically here to. Be the token white guy right they thought it was hilarious but again that was a home crowd nobody heard it so there was no negative reaction when you say it on your own podcast you have your own friends listening first thing is it does tell you how few people actually listen to your podcast that one can hurt right that can hurt your ego some but that's not a true sense of what the rest of the world thinks of it how the rest of the world takes it what I thought was I thought of now Dan and I'm not saying this in any way to you have stated time and again look dude I know shows you know fantasy football NFL golf you lap me in those things but movies have you seen goodfellas? I have not. Okay. I have not. Okay, no problem. Um Bo have you seen Goodfellas? Have have you have Bo Benson have you seen? I'm, him? I'm curious if Bo. Yes, has I seen have. Him. All right. Okay. Okay. So, Bo, you've seen Goodfellas.
2: Yes, many times, many times.
4: Okay, do you think that... So, when I said the Lufthansa heist, he's like she, she's like the, the guy who walked in with the wife with the fur coat, and then they got the new car out front. Did you understand the reference? Yeah, yeah, she's messing it up for everybody else. Correct, correct. So, let me kind of paint the picture for you here, uh, Dan Byer. Okay, Goodfellas is about gangster mobsters, right? And their biggest... Uh, their biggest heist that they made, you know, was the Lufthansa heist, right? Where they robbed a Lufthansa cargo plane and then they, they, they you know, they, they sold all the stuff, made a, made a ton of money. And the scene is set in a bar and Robert De Niro's was basically in charge of that heist. And he told all those guys that were involved in it, don't say nothing to nobody about nothing and don't go out and buy anything. Right. Don't go buy anything, because if you do, that's how the cops are going to like, you're going to get us all pinched. So they're in the bar for like the, the, the mobsters Christmas party after the Lufthansa heist. And in the door walks one of his henchmen and his wife's got a brand new mink coat on. And out front is a brand new Cadillac. And he's like, what are you stupid? Take it back. Take it back. He's like, don't worry about it. Like the car's registered in my mother's name. This was a birthday present to my wife. Take it back. She ruined it for everybody. Everybody. It's what she did was Tim Donaghy. Hey, now what Tim Donaghy did was sinister. And by the way, he's hawking picks now. That's his new business. But he makes you think that every ref has some money or gave somebody a line about some money on the game. Right? All the things we joked about for a long time. Oh, ref, hey ref, we got money in the game. Oh, we got money in the game. How much should they pay you? All it takes is one ref to actually have or advise people to put money on the game and we think there's no credibility. No credibility. And that's what's happened here. Again, I'm with you, Dan. I don't think I I didn't listen to it. I was like, man, I've actually been there. You're running late. I wouldn't have made it up. You you try to cleverly word it so that you don't say I spoke directly to somebody if you didn't speak directly to somebody. Like I get it. I'm sure there's always been. Did you talk to the coach? Well, I talked to a coach. I didn't talk to the coach because the coach was busy and was apologetic. So I talked to another staffer. Like all these things you can kind of cleverly build around. Sure. But I,
5: I feel like she ruined it for everybody. Do you do you think that the the her peers felt say Carissa Thompson doesn't get that interview with Bill Belichick at halftime? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the job security of her, like if she were to say, "Sorry, guys in the booth, I I didn't get the interview," that. That they would then remove her from the broadcast because of her inability to get those comments out of the locker room. The reason I say this is because I think that there are certain sideline reporters who feel that maybe they haven't reached the heights of Carissa Thompson by doing it the right way, because she is one of the top voices in sports. Heck, we just ran down her resume, and it's Fox, Amazon, NFL Films. Right. You know, that's where I think it like. I've never considered that journalism. That I, I've thought of it as part of a broadcast. I've well, thought okay, it okay is- so, 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 let, me, let me walk you through my issue,
4: okay? And, and you, I want your honest opinion, mm-hmm. okay? You don't have to, you know, if I screw up, you can feel free to, yeah. okay? So, I mentioned I did one sideline game for Fox. And first, and this is like, because this will get, I know there's guys that listen to the show in the business. I'm going to say this, and I've always said it. It's an incredible opportunity. I was. I had no idea the opportunity that was presented to me. This is like five years ago, six years ago. So I get to go do the game. So we go on Friday, we roll up to the Dolphins practice at their facility. And the way it works is you come out and they're all practicing and then they go to the two-minute stuff. Well, we see Ryan Tannehill leave practice and they're checking out his shoulder. And Brock Osweiler takes all the snaps in the two-minute, which is like... That's what every we were told. That's what every quarterback and offense does right before they call it for the week and get ready for the game. Is they do two, they, they do all the stuff, the scripted plays, and then two minutes, and then they're out, and then they go to meetings, and then they meet with us, and then that's it, and then you know then they meet on Saturday, maybe a walkthrough, and then Sunday they play. So notice, I mean, Tannehill wasn't there. So then when we meet with the coaches, um. Adam Gase is the head coach, and he's like, look, we're not going to, like, I, this won't be out until Sunday, because we don't know if he's going to play or not, but uh, we didn't see anything go wrong last week with, with, with Ryan. He came in Wednesday after the Tuesday off, and it's gotten progressively worse, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with his shoulder, and so uh, he went and saw the trainer. That's why he missed the two-minute. And so what I was told is like, hey, let's not share any of this until Sunday, and we'll see if he plays. And then the PR guy came in and he was like, look, this is really, you know, don't share anything until Sunday. So when I took Sunday as like, well, Sunday, the day that sun goes up, mm-hmm. sun goes down, right? So um, you know, Saturday is it's pretty cool because you did all the meetings Friday you put to their notes you meet with the production team and then you watch college football and by the way we're staying at the same hotel with the Bears so you're talking to all their players and coaches and whatever and it was it was it was great so Sunday morning we're on our way to the game and Jay Glazer reports that Ryan Tannehill will not start will not play because of his shoulder now again part of it was the Dolphins weren't terribly honest with us, right? They told us that Ryan would throw before the game to, f- to see if he'd play, but we were told that it wouldn't be until we got to the stadium. He'd obviously already done it and couldn't play. So I quote retweeted what Jay Glazer said and said, yeah, you know, practice Friday was, was apparently where he, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I said. Like I was backing up his report by saying, yeah, he, he didn't, he wasn't in the two minute drill for practice on Friday and this, you know, um, if it's armed not feel well, he's not going to play. Right. Makes sense. So anyway, so then I get calls from the Dolphins PR and they're pissed. We told you this was embargoed. I was like, well, you said till Sunday, it's Sunday. And Jay Glazer works for Fox Sports and I work for Fox sports and this is the game that we have coming up. This is going to be the story. They're like, yeah, we meant when the game starts, then you can tell what happened. That was a closed practice that you watched. You're sharing information that you shouldn't share. And I was like, Oh, nobody told me that. (laughs) I mean, you told me till Sunday. I thought it was Sunday. Like, I, I, I don't know. So anyway, the net net is, that they actually called the NFL and the like like had me like reprimanded. Meanwhile, Fox did a review of my sideline, and um, it was actually I think like John Madden and Pat Summerall's longtime producer. He calls me like the next week. He's like, "Dude, you were great. You were amazing. I gave you the best. I got a great review, but I got like condemnation by the NFL because I backed up a Jay Glazer report. So I was like, I didn't really know. Like, I guess it was a mistake, but I didn't know, and my bad." so I guess the the end all to it is it's not journalism until it is sure that's right fair. like yeah and and that's the lesson that I learned so um you know you you i i I thought I was doing the right thing, and I apparently i was not
5: i if she was making up outright lies or putting words in mouths, I think that's how some felt. I also have only seen the outrage, and maybe it's who I follow from people within the profession, right? Where I just haven't seen a lot of the viewers or football fans feeling like they were stabbed in the back, right? No, I don't. I don't think football fans care. I, I I don't. I I would say this,
4: and this is a real thing. In our business, like in many business, um, just you should go by this as a credo. Everybody hates everybody. Sure. You know, they all publicly, oh my God, you're amazing. She's amazing, especially, and, and women are incredible to each other in public. In private, oh man, are they, can they be vicious? And so in addition to, I think what she did, some of them view themselves uh, from a more journalistic perspective and it they feel like it undercuts them. But I also think there's some inherent jealousy. She's got a lot of great opportunities and some people have not. And this is their chance to, you know, stick that knife in her.
5: So. And there are some that are really good. You know, you pointed out Holly Rowe. You great. know, as, as, as being the ones. And I sometimes am afraid to mention names because you feel like you're leaving them out. But Laura Oakman, I always thought, did a great job for Fox. And, yeah. you know, with her work, uh, Allison Williams on the college football. Great she's stuff. Ex- she's
4: yeah. excellent. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's 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 very good. I I like Aaron only because Aaron's been doing it so long. She's just really comfortable, sure, and she's not afraid. She'll ask whatever, like she doesn't care, and she rea- she she reacts well. Um,
5: Don't you think that there's also this this aspect too of a young reporter? And I'm not trying to make excuses for Carissa Thompson, but and I mentioned the job aspect of it, of trying to you know the the essence of not having the i don't know strength to tell the producer I didn't get the I didn't get the coach. You know, we're going to have to scrap this. There is some fear within that, correct? Like you want to do yeah, your I, job. I,
4: I would say yes. I would also say like we don't actually know. There's a chance she told the producer and producers like don't worry about it. We'll be fine. Sure. there's a, there's a chance that the producer was a uh, an overbearing producer. Most of them and remember and it depends upon the level of broadcast. But at the at the high level in college and in the, in the NFL, you actually have your own producer there, not just a producer in the truck. You have your own producer who you, you set things up with. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. But yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you know, I want to say like, what do you mean you didn't get the coach? Well, I didn't get the coach. Well, it's your job to get the coach. Like, well, there's a sea of people in the PR like you can't make those excuses. So I, I, I look, I think I don't think this has happened often. You know, I'm sure it's happened. And I'm sure that there have been others, even others that have been critical that I don't want to say they made stuff up, but they may not have spoken to who they said they spoke to about. Because a lot of times coaches, they're not going to tell you anything. That's why you have to do it a lot and be around a lot. Um, All right, we got a lot to get to here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, by the way, this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. My five picks college, five picks pros plus Chris Felica around the corner on The Doug Gottlieb Show.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of The Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart
1: Radio app. In seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of Comeback Stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tyrat.comslash sports to see their hand cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tyrat.comslash sports, tyrat.com, the way tire buying should be.
6: Doug Gottlieb Show
4: here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Chris Valika in five minutes. But first, let's get to the picks. I want winners.
2: Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college, five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's
3: go, five.
4: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's go. Five picks, college. Five picks, pros. We have been killing it. We're at 62% in college. We're at... Wow, is that right? 65% of winners in the pros. It's been a good year. Been a really, really good year. Um, okay, let's, let's start here uh, in the college side. Some of the big games of the week. Matter of fact, let's start. Not a huge game. Notre Dame has been mollywomping people at home. I love the Irish in this spot against Wake Forest. Trying to, trying to end up with a nine-win season, ten if you count a bowl game. Wake Forest kind of playing out the string. They played some people close but can't score. Notre Dame at home, minus 24 and a half. A lot of points. Give me the Irish. Little eyes will be smiling in South Bend. Texas, or shall I say Texas, take it out of Iowa State. Um, I like the Iowa State story, right? they they had a rough start to their season, then they kinda figured it out. You're starting a freshman quarterback, you know, here's an Iowa State team that they lost to Kansas, then they bounced back, beat the snot out of BYU. They're they're at least in semi quasi position to get into the Big Twelve Championship game, but they'd have to beat Texas. They're not beating Texas. Horns got Ewers back. He didn't play well against three three five last year, but Um, Look, they held on to beat TCU, held on to beat K-State. Iowa State's a team that they just have more talent than. Seven and a half? Oof. Juicy number. I'm going to take the horns on the road. Horns on the road. Uh, Let's stay in the state of Iowa as the University of Iowa welcomes in Illinois. It's a three-point line. I just, everybody hates on Iowa's offense. Now you're fine. But they do win and cover Uh, Most of these spreads, including last week. Three points. I think they win by more than the field goal. Give me Iowa. Arizona at home against Utah. Utah is starting to figure out their offense. Arizona has cranked it up one four in a row. Probably should have beaten USC. Would have been five in a row. Arizona's got some dudes up front. Um, I like the under in this one, but I'm really going to pick the Cats minus one point. And then UW- the UW Huskies are traveling to Corvallis, take on the Beeves. It's been as high as two and a half, as low as one. I see it at one and a half some places. I like Washington. So the dogs I like are Washington, Texas, both on the road. The favorites I like are Arizona, Iowa, and Notre Dame, all at home. There's your college picks. Let's get to the pro picks, shall we? Chargers taking on the Packers. Chargers at 4-5, once again, best 4-5 and five team in the league. And one thing they've done is they've dismantled the bad teams, struggled against the good teams. Packers come off a game when they lose on the road to the Steelers. I know they beat the Rams a couple weeks ago, but if you look, in totality, they've lost five out of their last six games. Chargers just have more talent. Chargers are better at quarterback, and the Chargers have done a very good job against inferior opponents, getting a lead and staying away from trouble. I think they do so. Chargers win. Chargers cover. Pittsburgh taking on Cleveland. Neither team is going to blow you away offensively. Both teams build around tremendous defenses, but Pittsburgh does have their starting quarterback. That's the difference. Pittsburgh is a one-point dog at Cleveland. I'll bite. Give me the men of steel. Detroit is taking on the Chicago Bears, and Justin Fields is back for the Bears, a Bears team that finally won a game. They've actually won three of their last five games. Did you know that? They're taking on the Detroit team, fresh off a big win over the Chargers. Detroit team with a very good offensive line. Detroit, by the way, has won uh, six out of their last seven. It's a big line, seven and a half points. Doesn't matter. Give me Detroit minus seven and a half. I think the Bears stink. I just, I just, this is maybe more than anything, a bet against the Bears, against the Bears. Buffalo taking on the Jets. Buffalo should have beaten the Jets last time around. They shook things up and fired uh, Dorsey. Uh, this is a Buffalo team that's lost three out of four. I think they right the ship before taking on the Eagles next week. Give me Buffalo minus seven. And the final pick. The final pick comes from um, comes from Miami, where the Dolphins welcome in Eddie Raiders. And the Raiders have won two in a row, and they're puffing out their chest because they made a coaching change. They've actually won four of their last six games, taking on a, a Dolphin team that's coming off a bye. Um, dolphins win, Dolphins cover. Big number. Give me the Dolphins to win, Dolphins to cover. That's our five for five. Still got a leap show here on Fox Sports Radio, and let's welcome in, he's Chris Felica. He's got the Bear Bets podcast. Of course, you see him on Big Noon Kickoff. Um, Felix, I, I I got... I know the games that you want to get to. I need to ask you about a couple of the the, the top-line games. Let's start with Michigan at Maryland. Maryland's a 19-point home underdog. We know Jim Harbaugh won't be coaching, and we know that around the corner is the Ohio State game. What do you think about this line, considering all those other factors?
3: Yeah, I might be a little – I might be interested maybe in a – in a Maryland first half bet tomorrow, I wonder if like the realization now of everything. They had the narrative last week about America's team, we're the victim, and Michigan against the world. And and, and now that all these things are like uh, the suspension is is upheld or whatever you however you want to phrase it in in, in Michigan and the Big Ten is basically said Big Ten's like oh, we're not going to investigate any further but the ncaa will i i wonder if like amongst that locker room and amongst the players if there's kind of like a all right what what's kind of going on here and knowing that that uh, their coach will not be with them for the rest of the regular season and you have the ohio state game last week or next week rather and last week you you were sky high uh, against penn state i I wonder if a a maryland first half bet might be the uh, the way to go tomorrow
4: Okay, Utah at Arizona. Arizona, one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, I was tipped off by the USC guys before they started winning. Like, hey, Arizona's pretty damn good. They're going to get this thing together. But they're only a one-point favorite at home against Utah. What do you think?
3: I I think this is a high-scoring game. I I think both teams are uh, susceptible to – giving up the big play, and certainly uh, in recent weeks, Utah's scored on some big plays, In Arizona, uh, their offense has been one of the more uh, dynamic offenses in the country um, this year, so I I think it's a high scoring game, I I think the total was around 45 and a half or so, which seemed a little bit low, like Utah, the last couple of weeks, they've been in some higher scoring games, so I, I, I think this is an Arizona team that could very easily get 10 wins. So uh, I, I think they do win tomorrow, but, but I, I feel more confident uh, about this game going into over
4: the goal. Okay, let me, uh, from high scoring to low scoring, Iowa is at home. Okay, And Iowa's a team that, of course, much discussed. They got eight wins. Could have been nine without a call. They're going to make a a coordinator change. They've had all kinds of injuries. Injuries to their kicker, Turner, and uh, one of the best defensive backs. But they're a three-point favorite at home against Illinois. It's an Illini team who's won two in a row against Minnesota and Indiana. They beat Maryland, right? So they've beaten some people this year. But anybody of substance, they've really struggled to move the football. Uh, This is a dynamic Iowa defense. The total is 32 points in Iowa City. Who do you like?
3: And that sounds low until you realize that in the last four games, Iowa's games have seen 21, 22, 17, and 22 total points. So, like, in Brian Ferentz's farewell at Kinnick Stadium, I, I can only imagine uh, what he's got cooked up for the uh, for the fans there. But but you mentioned Illinois, and they have been in close games for a for a, for a good part of this season. Like uh, you, you, you look, you look at their last four games: three, four, one, three. Kind of feels like an auto play on the dog here. Um, uh, with the Atlanta, they're going to get look Altmeier back, their quarterback. And, and any time where I think it's supposed to be a lower scoring game, um, in teams that's typically played in close uh, close scoring games, you, you kind of like they're they're kind of telling you what to do here, like how the game. It's going to play out, and I'll take Eli and I plus
4: some points. Texas travels to Iowa State. Um, still a ton on the line for Texas, a chance to creep into the uh, to the national semifinals, the college football playoff. Um, they're a, a virtual lock to make the Big 12 championship game. Iowa State still a lot to play for to try and rematch against them if, if things went in their favor, especially if they win this Saturday. Texas is a 7.5-point favorite. The total is 46.5.
3: Yeah, I laid the I lay the points here with the Longhorns. I know last year Quinn Ewers did struggle a little bit against that 3-3-5 and really didn't look good. But I, I think uh, they've made some changes on the offensive side of the ball to kind of put him into some positions to be uh, more successful. I, I know Jonathan Brooks being out uh, is a big deal. But Baxter, the freshman who's league has kind of looked incredible this week of practice, I think he's take, taking this as a uh, a challenge. And I think a lot of times when you see teams where, where, where you lose your star player, everyone kind of elevates their game a little bit. And, and I think uh, Texas is is the play here minus the seven and a half. I ultimately think that defense of Texas is too much for an Iowa State offense that got a lot of freshmen, got a lot of sophomore, and they played a lot better as the year has gone on. But, but I like the Longhorns here laying the big number.
4: I do as well. Cincinnati taking on West Virginia in Morgantown. Ears are a six and a half point favorite. Totals fifty-four.
3: This number seemed a little high to me. I think these two teams are more evenly matched than that. Not much was really expected from from West Virginia this year, and they got a chance to win eight games. I know they got. I know they've gotten uh blasted in, in in their last game play obviously uh Louisville I'm thinking of Scott Satterfield, Uh Cincinnati is not offensively what, what Oklahoma is. But I I wonder if like it might just be the end of the End of the rope here for, uh, for West Virginia in terms of outperforming the expectations all, that, that they've done all season. And you can say what you want about Cincinnati and the record and the seven game losing streak finally being snapped last week. They have not quit on Scott Satterfield, which is a really, really good sign. But I think these two teams are a little bit more evenly matched than the, uh, the spread is indicating.
4: Um, Notre Dame, okay, Notre Dame is going to take on Wake Forest. The Irish are a 24.5 point favorite, and the total is 46.5.
3: This seems to me one of those games where Notre Dame, two weeks ago in their last game against Clemson, really didn't play very well at all. And now you have the idle Week, and you come home, and you face the Wake Forest team that struggles mightily on offense. I, mean, I don't think they scored more than 21 against any ECC opponent this year, and that was in that fortunate game against Pitt. Uh, that they wind up winning in miraculous fashion. I mean, Notre Dame, disappointing game last time out. They've been blitzing people at home all year. They won by 53-24, 28-51 outside of that game that they lost to Ohio State. This seems like a spot where the – I think that game against Pitt a couple of weeks ago, like fifty-eight-seven or something like that. Yep. How was that. We we might we might see something along those lines tomorrow. So I, I laid the big number with the Irish.
4: Uh, last one. It's not on your board, but uh, Washington taking on Oregon State. Uh, both teams in an interesting position, right? Washington trying to creep into that college football playoff. Can't lose. Um, and they got Wazoo upcoming next week in a red-hot Oregon State team. They're fresh off a win that's over SC, and and Utah. You, um, whereas Oregon State. Um, you know, they, they go out and blast Stanford, hang on to beat Colorado, um, and they got Oregon next week, so there's a chance that this dream season ends up at eight and four. The line is Beavers are a one point favorite and the total sixty two.
3: Yeah, this number's kind of flipped all over the place. It got up as high as two and a half, and I grabbed UW uh plus the two and a half. I would still take them plus the uh The one here I know a lot of people really, really like Oregon State this week. It's a team that uh, 17-1 in their last 18 home games. They covered every Pac-12 home game the last couple of years. Should be an unbelievable atmosphere there and what's going to be their final uh, Pac-12 home game against one of their rivals and not an opportunity to kind of ruin their undefeated season. But I I don't know. I I think the Washington passing game has a pretty good matchup here. Oregon State's a good team. They're fine. And they're, they're they're running backs decent, but I, I just don't know here. I, I feel like one of those teams that is super trendy to to, to beat the undefeated team because they're a small favorite. And normally, that's something that I would be all over, but I, I just think Washington's a better team. And despite the atmosphere and despite the number having Oregon State be a slight favorite, uh, UW's just found a way all year to win these types of games. So uh, I did take yeah, well, I, I did take Washington plus two and a half, and I would still take them plus one.
4: Chris Felica, Bear Bets is the podcast. Of course, you see him on Big Noon Kickoff. He's the best. Felix, thanks so much. Take care, Doug. All right, coming up next to the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dan Byers got a pick for the weekend that you're going to make a lot of money on. How do I know? Because the gambler is next.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for.
4: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: Got 5.55 left in the half. Burrow to pass. Quick throw. Nixon catches at the four. Yeah, yeah. Touchdown! Bengals as he got to the pylon before Roquan Smith could bring him down. A
4: four-yard touch touchdown pass from Burrow to Mixon. Doug Gottlieb, show Fox Sports Radio. That's our Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive makes things even easier. They help you put your home and car insurance together. You can still learn more. Save on both. Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get to the gambler! Every Friday in the Doug Gottlieb Show, this um, crack staff we have, in this case, um, really, it's Dan Beyer. Present. Okay, Bo Benson. Yes, Bo, that wasn't really uh, energetic or enthusiastic. Yeah, no, I'm just so excited about this weekend of sports. I'm trying uh, to conserve energy. And Ryan Bershinger, right? Ryan, uh, Ryan, are you there? No,
5: it's uh, it's Chris Perfet. Yeah,
2: hey,
4: my boy Perfet. Yeah. Okay, so Perfet and Bo, watch how the expert does it. There's Dan Byer with the one pick. You go to the window or call your guy and save your kids college fund with. Go
5: ahead, Dan. Doug, the college football slate on Saturday doesn't provide a lot, so I'm fast-forwarding to Sunday. Have you ever heard of the term trap game? Sure. Well, yeah. The have Bengals, music, too. The Cincinnati Bengals actually had one last week against the Houston Texans, and we had no idea that it was there. But when you lay it out of what they did previously, and then what they had last night with the Ravens ahead of them at the time, it was a perfect opportunity for the Texans to go and sneak up behind them and get a win. Well, the Dallas Cowboys have a Division game on Thanksgiving Day. And they are playing a team with a worse record than the team that they played last week in the New York Giants, where they dominated 49 to 17. Give me the Panthers plus 10 and a half against the Cowboys as Carolina sneaks up on them with Frank Wright calling plays once again. I like the Cats to cover in Charlotte. Uh, Bo Benson?
2: All right. I'm going to go to the best conference in college football, the Pac 12, uh, but I'm going to be a homer. Uh, UCLA USC at the Coliseum this weekend. Uh, I'm going to take USC to cover. Uh, UCLA does not know how to play offense anymore and Chip Kelly is going to get fired and USC needs something
5: to wrap it up. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Let's USC go. USC
2: needs to
4: make it work. Uh, all right. Perfect.
2: All right. I'm chasing a trend here. Primetime NFL games. Oh, We've had no this way. under tra- uh, trend no Give me way, Vikings
4: no, bro.
5: Broncos under 42 else, and a half. No money. Money. When, when you're, you're sitting, sitting at, at the table, table, there'll be time, time enough, enough for counting. When, when, the, when deal the deal is
4: done, done. They'll they'll know when to hold, they'll when to hold
2: 'em. Know when to fold, when to fold 'em. No walk away. They'll I know, know when, when. everybody right. now, everybody, you, you never count, count your, your money.
4: money. When, when you're sitting at the, the table, table. there'll be time the enough for counting.
5: Three. When the, team when the deal, deal is, is done. Fox Sports have a great weekend.